Ooh, apple tea. Wow, you can really taste the apple. Can we get two apple teenies, please? Hey, everybody. It's Brad here with Gerald. Welcome to episode one. Number one, Brad. Number one. Apple TV Plus. Yes. Bradley, what's up, man? I'm excited that we finally <laughs> found some time to <laughs> We're get here, together. Man. <laughs> Life has been busy for both of us. We announced this when I was like 25 <laughs> years old. <laughs> We're fucking finally recording it. And we we did tell people in our little announcement that we were going to start with Ted Lasso. Yeah. But, but, you know, things change and we had to. Dean over there, they fucking the movie journey, you know, they're, did you see they're doing that? They're yeah, doing they're the, doing it. I can't believe those guys. I love them so much, but I'm also very upset with them. They didn't run that by me first as a listener of their program. (laughs) But no, they're doing good stuff over there. I'm just kidding. But But yes, we're doing something a little different because of what happened in the past week. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. We decided uh, to pivot and we are doing Coda. Yes. Brand new Best Picture winner. First Mm -hmm. time ever a streaming movie has has won the best picture. I like how you wanted to get that out there right at the top. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I wanted to make sure. I wanted to make sure some some people knew. Oh man, yeah. How crazy is the Apple is the first one to do this? Well, I was going to ask you. So, kind of in our intro here, I mean, did was that like? I don't know. I thought Power of the Dog was going to win the Oscar. Like, I didn't. So think, did I. I didn't think the Academy was ready to award a streaming service quite yet, regardless of how good or bad the movie may may be. I mean, Power of the Dog is Netflix, so I know, I know, and, yeah. And it was, I, I figured it was between the front runners. I thought were were those two. Yeah, I mean, this it's a testament to you know what streaming services are putting out. I mean, it's it's quality, high quality stuff for sure. The performances are top tier, and I'm sure we'll get into Coda tonight, but. You know, I would hope we're getting into Coda since that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into it. I, I was just surprised. You know, I didn't, I didn't expect it. I mean, nothing against Power of the Dog. It was a, it was a good movie too. But mm-hmm. I mean, Coda was definitely my favorite to win. It's the one I picked. Oh, okay. To win also, so interesting. Okay. Spoiler alert for later. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> I don't know if I'd say that was like a super super bold pick because it was probably like my two or three, but yeah. It just didn't seem Oscar-y, you know, like Oscar Beatty, and they love that that kind of shit. So yeah, I, I think they wanted this year kind of the I don't know. It, it just felt like we want a feel good movie to win. We want a great cast with just a movie that just like you know, you, you feel good about it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, I, I think Coda definitely has that going for it, where it's definitely a feel good movie that you know brings awareness to something that is not really covered a lot in Hollywood too. You know, being the deaf community, I mean, so so that was really cool, too. And those actors obviously, you know, don't have a ton of roles coming their way. So to have one highlighted as as much as it was, I thought that was really cool, too. So it won three, three Oscars, best picture, best adapted screenplay and best supporting actor for Troy Kutch. How do you say his name? Kutzer? Kutzer, yeah. Kutzer, yeah. So, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, he was only the second deaf actor ever to win. And I think the first ever in this category. Yeah, I think the first one was a female too, right? Yeah. I I believe, yeah. 
So, so I yeah, mean, really cool. A lot of firsts for this film this this uh, this Oscar season. Yeah, I agree. Everyone else is talking about something else, but we're going to talk about Coda. We're going to talk about Coda. And for those who have not seen this, we will get into spoilers as we talk through the film. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Come back. If you don't care, listen on. This episode will contain spoilers. Yes. So you just saw it, right? You just saw it recently for the first time? I did. I saw it um, a few weeks ago. Because I wanted to try to get all the best pictures out of the way. I ended up not making it through all of them. But I'm glad this was one that I did watch. Did you want to get into the beef of the discussion here and just kind of give your initial thoughts on it? I mean, you did kind of give spoilers already that obviously you're a fan <laughs> of it. But Yeah, I can give a here. I'll give a quick synopsis of it so people yeah. know mm-hmm. who maybe haven't seen it. Written and directed by Son Hader. As a coda, which stands for Child of Deaf Adults, Ruby is the only hearing person in her deaf family. When the family's fishing business is threatened, Ruby finds herself torn between pursuing her love of music by wanting to go to Berkeley College of Music and her fear of abandoning her parents. Mm-hmm. That's the plot synopsis. My, I'll give my quick initial thoughts and then I'll yeah. ask yours, Brad. So I had seen it when it came out initially, which forgive me, I don't remember when that was, but I, I know it was last year. And then I've seen it a couple times since then. I watched it again for this recording. I really like it. I mean, for lack of not spoiling my overall rating at the end of the episode, but I really liked it. Like I said, it didn't seem like the kind of award season bait kind of movie that we mm-hmm. get oftentimes. So I didn't really expect it to get as many accolades as it did, but not because it was a bad movie. It just didn't seem like it was in that wheelhouse of what the Oscars and the Academy usually go for. But, you know, the character development I thought was really great, which is kind of a challenge with the exception of Ruby, really, because they can't talk. So, you know, there's no dialogue or at least spoken dialogue in the movie and you have to rely on subtitles unless you know sign language, of course. So that was a bit of a challenge, I would imagine, but the character development didn't suffer as a result of that. I thought it was, you know, really good character development that really like they were well-rounded. You were able to connect to a lot of them and there were a lot of different relationships kind of going on in the movie. They were all kind of centered around Ruby, which I really loved her performance. So I think that helped a little bit too, that she was kind of the anchor in the film. Yeah. But I mean, just initial thoughts. I thought it was a great movie that I'm glad that it rose to the prominence that it did here as of late because I didn't expect that. And I think it's a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with you. Like I it was just one of those films that you feel good watching. Like it it's in a very emotional journey of Ruby's through this. And it was just it was just a very, very well done movie and just a story of something you don't ever you you ever see especially right maybe in like a you know the bigger mainstream you don't see something like this so, right which was nice to see now you know troy kasser obviously got a ton of accolades and just won the oscar for the supporting actor were you surprised that amelia jones didn't get a little more recognition as ruby i thought she was like phenomenal in this i, I don't know i'm just surprised that she wasn't even mentioned really <laughs> when i yeah, heard people yeah, talking about oscar contenders i don't think she was yeah her name ever came up in any kind of Oscar talk at all, even if you were, you know, here's my top 20. I don't think you you ever heard anybody. Yeah, I know. I know. It was weird. It's, it's weird. I, I don't know. I guess maybe it would have been one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, so it's this movie with all these deaf people and you nominated the one person that's not deaf, like, you know, and it would have been a whole thing, <laughs> a whole thing from an <laughs> optics perspective. So 
I don't know if that kind of scared him away a little bit, but I thought she did really, really good in the movie overall. And no, uh, like, I thought everybody did a great job in the movie. Like the I did too. who played her brother, Daniel Durant. Yeah, Daniel Durant. Leo, yep. Mm-hmm. And then played her mom, Jackie Marley Matlin. Marley, I mean, Marley we know Hill. her from television. That's right. So that'll lead us a little bit into our characters discussion. Then uh, kind of talk about these a little bit more. Who who were your favorite, and who did you really not like in this movie? My favorite was the dad, Frank. I, okay. I mean, right off the bat, when they're in the doctor's office, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> he's talking about the burning and everything. Else. I was just like, oh my god, he he is hilarious. And yeah. then later on, you get him like bumping that gangster rap when he's picking. <laughs> He loves the bass, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then he has a little uh, joke when he, when the teacher, you know, drops a little f bomb when they're talking to each other. He thinks he knows sign language. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was good too. <laughs> yeah. I just I liked him. I really liked his character. Yeah, I really liked him too. I think I liked Frank more, like for his connection to his family and his connection to Ruby. So, in just focusing on the character itself, I would probably say Ruby Rossi. I think she was probably my favorite. I mean, I already mentioned I feel like she was the anchor in this movie. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Without her, in my opinion, the story is, would not be as centralized as it was. Because, you know, she's dealing with her dreams of going to Berkeley. She's dealing with, you know, the fisherman family and kind of holding all – she's the glue that kind of holds all yeah. that together. And then outside of the business, she's dealing with the actual family drama at home and, you know, the relationship with her brother and her parents. And uh, she's got that love interest at school. I can't remember the kid's name, but the uh, guy that she's... Miles? That uh, the guy that she kind of has a crush on. Yeah, Miles. I think it is Miles, actually. She has a relationship with the with the music teacher, who I also loved in this movie. Uh, Bernardo, right? I think is yes. his name of the movie. Mr. V. I mean, every character in this was great. And in her... She had the most going on because yeah, exactly. there was a lot of time yeah. I was thinking, I was like, when does she ever sleep? Yeah. Because she's trying to like this music life of hers and then trying to take care of her family to make sure that everything's okay on that side since mm-hmm. they can't hear. And that becomes a predominant problem later on that you see. We will dig in that here in a little bit. But right. but no, she, she is a great character. Like you said before, how was she not even mentioned in any kind of... Oscar talk. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it seems weird to me because I feel like she's easily, you know, top 10, top 15, you know, performances of the year, especially if you're talking about like driving the narrative forward, you know, because every character in this movie, she's the through line, in my opinion. You know, there's yeah. no re- there's no really off set plots or anything going on on the side that doesn't involve her. You know, everything that's going on in the movie pretty much involves Ruby in some way or another. So uh, for her to carry the weight of that and do it so flawlessly, I thought it was great. So she would be my favorite. Uh, was there any character that you could have done without in this movie that you didn't really like? Maybe not that I could have done without, but more of a a dislike because, I mean, that's just kind of the way the movie rolled out for them to be. And that would be, you know, like Gino. He's the the fisherman guy who kept changing mm. up how much he was going to pay him and yeah. kind of screwing him over. And then later on, the the lady that goes on the boat with them. Oh, yeah, she's kind of like watching them and then, you know, she she doesn't realize that they're deaf, so she doesn't even know. Right. The situation obviously sets that up for not liking her, but. Sure, sure. I don't think there are any characters as we were going along that I was too much like, oh, I could have done without this character. I mean, what about you? Is there any? Not that I could do without her because she does. She does come around to have her come up and a little bit in the end and kind of came back to me a little bit. But for the first like three quarters of this movie, I really didn't like the mom. 
And I'm not talking about oh, really. Okay. I'm not talking about Marley. I'm not talking about Marley Matlin because I love her, but just the character of the mother, Jackie. I, I don't know. I just I just really had a distaste for like the way she was kind of trying to control Ruby. You know, I get it. Uh, yeah. And how I don't know. It just felt a bit selfish in terms of like you know you have to do this for your family. If you leave, we're not going to be able to have this business. Like putting a lot of pressure on you know a high school kid. And I don't know. I just. Every time that happened, I was just kind of like, really? That was your approach as a mother? And then later in the film, I don't I, I don't think she ever actually apologizes for those types of altercations with Ruby, but she does kind of come around to like, you know, this is your dream. You should do this. And, uh, you know, a lot of that may have been her and the father kind of coming together to realize what's best for Ruby. You know, she should be able to do it. But I just felt like it was it was a while for the mom to get there when the dad was pretty much there from the beginning. He was just kind of like, well, it's, you know, it's college. If she's going to go, she's going to go. Like, you know, it's yeah, it's life, you know. And the mom was kind of fighting that. Like, no, she has to stay here with us kind of thing, which in and my I, opinion was And I was think selfish. that was kind of her one. She obviously didn't want to see her, her little girl leave. Mm-hmm. And then two, there was that other side of like, when she leaves, what happens to us? Right. Because we can't. We can't do everything that she helps us with. Right. So that, you know, I mean, that might be surprising to some people, but um, it's not that I could do without her because, I mean, she was a great character, but I just didn't like the kind of selfish approach when it came to Ruby's future in the first like half of the movie. And that kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. But did did you like her uh, her best friend, Gertie? (laughs) I did. (laughs) <laughs> I, I did. I thought I thought that was cute, and I thought when she came down and told the brother she had crabs or whatever, <laughs> whatever it was, <laughs> was really because good. she gave her the wrong sign language. <laughs> you know, I thought, I mean, she was, I don't know if I'd use the term throwaway character, but she wasn't really like a pivotal character. But, you know, I, I liked her when she was on camera. I thought she was witty and funny, and, you know, they had a good chemistry together, her and Ruby. So, yeah, I mean, I, I liked everybody in the movie. I think the mother character... Like I said, in the first half to like three quarters, just really kind of irked me the way she was trying to kind of control the situation and not really thinking about Ruby's best interest, in my opinion. Now, is there any one of these characters that you would love to hang out with? I know these questions, and I didn't think about this until you just asked me, but probably Mr. <laughs> v. Probably Mr. V, the music teacher. Oh, he, he seems so. like he had a more to his life that we didn't like yeah get for sure much of. yeah for sure he had a, he had a lot going on you, you saw that they they had like a little setup like maybe they had kids like small kids there mm-hmm. at his house and like yeah and they don't really dive into that behind the scenes of his life or whatever so that'd be cool to kind of you know learn about that too but i don't know i just felt like he was so such a passionate person about you know about music it was really because that yeah. was his that was his life but you could just kind of, you know, when somebody's that passionate about something in the arts, whether it's movies, music, you know, photography, whatever, it, whatever it is, I, I just find it fascinating because they just dedicated their life to something that is a pleasure to others. Do you know what I mean? And he, I got the sense from him that he really wanted these kids that he took under his wing to really, you know, succeed and get out there and and spread that to other people, you know, and that would kind of start with him. You know, you hear people on no pun intended, on the Oscar stage and the Grammy stage, like thanking their teachers when they were in high school, you know? Um, and I feel like he would have easily been one of those guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For me, the one I would want to hang out with is the same one that I loved, and that's Frank, the dad. I just want sure. to roll around, listen to some gangster rap with him, and just like <laughs> have a good time. Yeah. He just yeah. seems like a, the type of guy that would just be fun to hang out with. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, I, I would be I'd nervous. Have to learn a little signing. I was going to so say I'd be could, nervous because I don't talk, know sign but... language, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he was great. I mean, well deserved Academy Award nomination and win for him. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, just the depth of emotion that he was able to portray without having that verbal dialogue. We'll get into some of our favorite scenes here in a minute, so I'll hold off on on one in particular that I loved. But uh, yeah, great character, and I can see why you want to hang out with him. I mean, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> Gangster rap and pounding some beers. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, You know, there's a lot of music in this movie, Brad, obviously, for obvious reasons. So... I don't know if you wrote it down when you were watching it or if you just want to give me off the top of your head, but like, what was your favorite like use of a song or music throughout this movie that you thought they used the best? One of them I wrote down was when they played, I fought the law. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is that <laughs> when they do the montage or whatever? Uh, yeah. When they're kind of, everybody's getting together and it's like, I fought the law and the law won. And yeah. Like, yeah. That was good. They're and they're on down. the boat and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, the song that they sing, what is it? Is it uh, You're All I Need to Get By? You're All I Need to Get By. I, by the way, I think of Mary J and Method Man when I hear that. <laughs> but that's um, <laughs> it's a old Motown song. I would always think of the Mary J Method Man version of that song. But yeah. But o- overall, there was a lot of even just sound in the movie. It, it made me think of Sound of Metal, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. where, you know, you would hear the noises like when she's the first scene, when, when she's sitting down for she's trying to study. And they sitting down for dinner and just like they're banging around, making noises and all this stuff. And she's like, I'm I'm trying to like concentrate and I can't I can't do it with you guys. And and to them, they're like, what? We're right. We're just doing our you know, what what we're doing. We're we're here to eat dinner and everything else. And exactly. And that's another thing that kind of goes back to the point I was making with the mother, too, because there's scenes like that where. You know, she says, I love music. I love singing. And the mom just kind of like, you love singing? And then she says something like, if I was blind, you'd want to be a painter or something like that. Yeah. Right. Or something to that effect. So she's like making it about her and you're kind of being selfish in that moment. So that's what you're talking about and the way they kind of utilize the sound and like, you know, what deaf people have to go through. And And there are are scenes where they kind of cut that sound out so you see the other side of like mm-hmm. where you can kind of hear maybe just some you know mumbles or loud noises but that's about it mm-hmm. well the third and this last time that i watched it a few weeks ago uh, for this recording i definitely settled on the answer to this question for me and it was um both sides now by Joni mitchell that ruby performs for her berkeley um audition And, you know, the family comes up in the balcony. And if you listen to the lyrics of that song, it's her life. I mean, both sides now. So she's dealing with the side that she's been in with her family. And now she's on this new side trying to achieve her goals at Berkeley. So it really resonates in terms of like meaning for her life, too. But I cried the last time that I watched this movie with that song and with that scene. I was watching it with my wife and and Logan, my eight-year-old. And he was getting a little choked up, so I don't know if that has something to do with it. But I didn't cry the first two times I watched it, which is interesting. But uh, watching it with my family, I found it, I don't know, kind of interesting that I that I got emotional watching it. But I feel like the song was chosen, obviously. I mean, it's a perfect song to pick for Ruby's kind of struggle in life in the movie. And I think the way they filmed that last scene in particular and and showing, you know, because I don't know if you remember, but it like cuts away and it shows like scenes of them fishing on the boat and, mm-hmm. you know, at home making dinner. And then it like shows them in the balcony watching her so proud, even though they can't hear her, 
which if you think about it from their perspective, that's pretty phenomenal too, that they can just kind of feel it, you know, what she's portraying and what she's doing there. And then she starts signing the lyrics to them. Yes. So they can know the lyrics of the song. Oh, it, at um, that point of the movie, I like, I yeah. about lost it. Yeah. And I did the last time I watched it. That's why <laughs> I wanted to mention that. And I found that interesting because I didn't the first couple of times. So I think the point of really this movie in general, we'll get to our final thoughts in a little bit, but is that it, it kind of has grown on me. I can remember when I first saw it, when it came out, I think I want to, I want to say I gave it like three and a half and now it's a four, four and a half movie for me. And we'll get there when we discuss, however, we're going to do our ratings on this show, but it's, it's gotten better with each viewing, which is not always the case with a lot of, especially like Oscar quote unquote movies. Yeah. They pretty much are what they are, but this movie's gotten better for me. There, there are a lot of Oscar movies. You're either love them or you hate them. And a lot of times you're like, Oh, well I watched that. I'll, probably never watch it again yeah sure i mean there are some that you're like that is so good that i i want to see that again and this is that movie where i've I've told my wife too i'm like i will watch this movie with you if you want to watch it because it was really good yep i agree you know some movies it's cool too that i think you could make a case easily for coda to fall in that category but it's all and i you know obviously you and i love movies and not everybody does but we do so you'll get this but like there's certain movies that you're like yes, I'm going to watch that with you. Like if somebody says to you, I'm going to watch whatever, fill in the blank. And you'll be like, okay, let me watch it with you because you want to see them seeing it. Yes. I feel like Coda could be one of those movies because you want to experience other people's first time with the movie. And that's not always, I mean, that's not the case with like, you know, (laughs) Twilight or whatever, but I mean, you know, that this movie falls in that category. I feel like. Oh no, I I a hundred percent agree. Cause I mean, you and I, we both have younger kids, and it's that same way too. Of like, I want, I can't wait till we, I get to watch this movie with you to see what you think, mm-hmm. to kind of just get the reaction. And hopefully, yeah. it's what I want it to be. <laughs> right, right. So that's a little bit about the the music and the songs we loved. Uh, you know, when you, when you're talking movies, Brad, a lot of people want to know what your favorite scene is, and I guess we can talk a little bit about that. I really have one standout. I already mentioned the ending, so I'll talk about something different, but. What about for what about for you, man? I, I wrote down a few just because they were. I mean, they're ones I've already mentioned before. I thought that the doctor's office at the beginning was just a fun little scene. <laughs> uh, when he's picking her up, gangster rap was fun, and then yep. Yep. when she's performing in the high school, yeah, and then the sound just goes silent, yeah, and you see them looking around at everybody else in the crowd of how they're like different people are reacting to. Mm-hmm. they're singing like some people are singing long some people are crying some people are smiling mm-hmm. and just that moment they realize like oh yeah she must be good or you know this is really impacting people and then the the final one i wrote down is when she sings to her dad oh yeah for sure i mean that that scene right there just like i was just watching it and i just completely broke down when she's singing to him and puts yeah puts a hand up to her throat and i'm just like so he can feel it and i'm just like oh my god i'm <laughs> i almost feel like i'm getting choked up right now thinking about the scene but it, it was just so impactful the way that she found a way even though they can't hear for them to be able to you know quote unquote hear her right well that's my scene too that's that's the one scene i mean aside from the both sides now kind of montage at the end of the movie when she does her berkeley performance but those two are pretty much rivals like neck and neck in terms of like the most powerful scene in the movie yeah i think it 
you know, a, a scene like that is an Oscar winning scene and he won the Oscar. So, uh, you know, I mean, you could put it that way. It's just such a powerful piece of acting really from both of them and a beautiful singing voice mm-hmm. going on too, being showcased as well. But what I kind of took away from that scene and I've seen it a few times is that he obviously can't hear her, but he kind of can, you know, feel her vocal cords, like you said, and he's in the moment with her. But I took away from it as a father, like such a strong sense of pride that he had for how good yes. she was at it and how much she loved it, you know, because truth be told, he doesn't really know if she's good. No, <laughs> I mean, she, he, he she can sound horrible for all, yeah. for all he knows. And it, and it was, it was that performance in the high school that kind of started that. Right. And when she sang to him later, mm-hmm. it just kind of like solidified. Yeah. He was like, everybody loved it. I want to hear it, you know, like yeah. sing it, sing it for me. And I don't, you know, he obviously couldn't literally hear it, but he, he was just so proud of her love for song and, and being able to perform. And he saw how much everyone else really enjoyed it. And, and Gertie had told the brother that it was amazing. And the brother passed that on to them. And so, yeah, that's my scene too. It was just so powerful. And again, no dialogue, right? I mean, it's just yeah. kind of him portraying the feelings that really any father would feel like if their daughter was, you know, going to American Idol or going to be at Berkeley School of Music or like whatever, you know, just that sense of pride <laughs> and just overwhelming hope that they're able to succeed, you know, and that's kind of what he was feeling in the moment. And then I think it was the next morning, right, that he's like, get your ass up, we're going to Berkeley, you know, yeah, like he, he yeah. decided, he decided basically on the bed of that truck he, that because she had decided before then that she's not going to go do this. Right. Because she's going to be there for thing. the family. She's going to help them out with the fisher the fishing boat because they were going to lose their boat and right. they license suspended because she was off doing music and they got pulled over by the coast guard <clears throat> and got in trouble and she felt really guilty for not being there and right. said well fine i'm not going to do it this is a kind of a left field question but what would you have done in ruby's shoes um in the in and this could be you could fill in the blank with really any number of scenes and kind of crossroads that she's faced with in the movie. But the one that I was going to illustrate to you is like, if you were her and you were in that situation where the new, remember the news media came to interview them and they were trying Mm -hmm. to pump up, pump up their new business. And in order for it to see, to succeed, they'd done different marketing and they were going to do this news story. And Ruby had a, you know, was going to be the translator because obviously, you know, she can read the sign language and translate to the, to the reporters and she's like, well, I can't do that because I'm supposed to be at my music practice with Mr. V. And ultimately, she ends up missing practice or going really late. And she stays to do the translation for her family, even though she's kind of absent from it in a literal sense. What I mean, what would you have done in that scenario? Would you have stayed there to support your family or do you think you would have went to your music practice? I would say I would stay to support my family because I, uh, but I don't know. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't sing worth a damn. So I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that, right? It's like, uh, I don't know what I would, because I really don't know, to be honest. And I help think my family or follow my dreams. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and following my dreams is going to help my family, but they can't see that, you know? Yeah, they can't see that right there. But I only ask that because I really that, don't know. Like, that's one of those scenarios that I feel like you. there's no way you would know unless it were, you were confronted with it, you know? Oh, absolutely. I just don't I, know. I, I would think that it would be family. I would yeah. go the Vin Diesel route and just be like, it's all about family. And now, the other, the other side of that coin is, you know, Mr. V's reaction to her missing practice. And he kind of was like, you know, you're wasting my time. 
you know, if you can't be here, don't be here. And he kind of, he basically fires her yeah. or, or quits on her or whatever you want to say. The way she gets him back, what was her quote? She she goes to see him a couple of days later and she's like, I've never done anything without my family. You know, and that's kind of what brings him back to kind of be her mentor is he kind of sees like, you know. Yeah, there was a, mi- a moment there where with him, I was like, can't he like see what she's trying to do to like, you know. Right. This is tough on her to to be able to do this. Yeah, but you're not seeing it. You're just like, oh, this is my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To your but, point, he, to your point, he was very much tough love. You know, yes, like he was he was a very hard nose. Like, you know, if you're not going to do this and get the hell out of here, kind of person. You know, but I don't I don't know. I feel like she needed that. You know, what I mean, I feel like he really pushed her to you know see her full potential. You know, because in the beginning she really entered choir as a class because she had a crush on miles. You know what I mean? Like she wasn't yeah. doing it to go to Berkeley or whatever. I mean, he, he pushed her hard through the whole thing. Even when he'd call her out to sing and mm-hmm. she was trying to sing, he'd, he'd always call her out and be like, no, that's, mm-hmm. that's, it's basically not good enough. Mm-hmm. Keep trying. Yeah, I agree. I don't remember. I don't remember the exact scene, but there's one where she's singing when she's going to practice over at his house. And, it, it, it's not going well. And I forgot what it was that he said to her to, and then she was like, I'm, and then she tried again and she, he was like, yes, that's it. That's what I want. Oh yeah. He got her like really riled up. I know what yes, you're talking that's about. What like he got, that's he like basically made her angry. Like you got to be angry. I can't remember what words he used, but yeah, he got her really fired up and then she kind of started screaming. And then that's like, he was like, that's it. And it was something similar in the beginning too, when he was trying to get her to repeat over and over again until she finally got it. I liked him as a character, but I do see how a lot of people might be like, he was really hard on her. But what you have to realize, too, I th- or, you know, not you personally, but other people, is that he didn't see the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he didn't see necessarily what was going on in her life outside of music class. You know, we did. So, yeah, we knew, true. we knew, like, this girl's trying to keep it together. Like, but why you know, all this teacher know it's a little small fishing uh, area. Don't yeah, that's true too. That's true too. But I'm, you know, what I'm saying like he just saw like this kid that didn't show up to class or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he didn't. Yeah. So, and she was very kind of sheltered in that way where she really didn't give up a lot of that information because I felt like at any moment he was a very sympathetic character that I feel like at any moment had she been like, well, look, I missed because of this, then he might be like, oh, okay, well that's understandable. But she doesn't. She's not the kind of person that would do that. You know what I mean? To show that weakness. Yeah. So kind of created that dilemma in their relationship until eventually it it came to fruition at the end there. Speaking of the ending, I did not think about this question, Brad. So I got to think about it. I'm going to let you go first. Do you have any kind of alternate ending that you would do? So basically, and Brad, you can help me along here, but basically how the movie ends is that they wake up and my wife actually had an issue with the editing in this part, by the way. But anyway, she said it happened way too quickly. But anyway, they wake her up one morning and they're like, all right, you know, let's all, and they all get in the car they say bye to Gertie, and they go basically go to Berkeley for her audition. And she has her audition, and that's when we see the both sides now montage that I talked about. And, you know, they get to watch her perform from the balcony and mm-hmm. beautiful montage and, and so on and so on. That, that's it, right? That's how, the, that's how it pretty much ends, right? Like with her going to college or she come back? She doesn't come back with them at the very, very end. Remind me. Well, no, she she's at home and she gets accepted. I mean, it basically ends with loading the car, and then as she's driving away, that's when she signs the "I love you." Yeah. So, oh yeah, she gets her acceptance on the on the computer, and they yeah. all freak out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, she, yeah. she gets accepted to Berkeley, and then leaves basically. 
Yeah, and it ends with her leaving, and she's leaning out the window, signing That's right. to them. Yep. So, I guess the moral of the story, if you want to make a long story very, very short, is that she achieved her goal, she lived her dream, and she's going to be a musician. So, that's ultimately the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Is there any alternate ending that you could see that would have worked? I mean, you can get crazy if you want to, but is there anything that you would have maybe added to the ending or changed? I mean, I, I've been thinking about this you know, since I saw it and I liked how the movie ended, I don't want to see a change. Personally, there's no, nothing that I would want to change for the ending because I, I liked that it was, you know, kind of a happy ending for all there. Like everybody was good. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, well, you don't have to change anything. I mean, I guess I should have led with that. You don't have to. <laughs> You know, I thought it was a great ending, too. I mean, I got to be honest. get in, and she just has to deal with being a fisherman her whole life. I know. That wouldn't be cinema, though, right? My wife said that she... <laughs> my wife actually said that. She's like, what if she didn't get in, and she just stayed in this fishing town and became an alcoholic? It's <laughs> 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 like pregnant at 17 or like whatever. She just started singing at the bar instead. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess that <laughs> would work, honey. Sure. Yeah, I, mean, I really like the ending, too. I guess the only thing I would say is the ambiguity and the part... What could have happened is both sides now song that really was a crescendo for the emotion in the movie. Once that came down off that hill, that could have been the end as opposed to seeing her like go to school and just kind of leaving it open there to where, because her whole struggle in the movie was, do I follow my dreams or do I stay with my family? Yeah. So kind of leaving it on that note, I don't, I'm not saying I necessarily would have liked that better, but I feel like that's something that was an option that they could have done that. And it still would have been a decent ending. But here we do get the finality that, you know, she's going to Berkeley. So, you know, I mean, you know, filmmakers do that, Brad, where they're like, I'm not going to tell you what happens. You have to, did she stay with her family or did she go to Berkeley? <laughs> you know what I mean? So they could have done that like a number of films have done. Um, but other than that, I really enjoyed the ending. I, I would probably keep it intact as well. Yeah, I, I would too. All right, man. Well, we have discussed Coda in our first ever Appletini episode. We didn't tell people at the beginning, but we we drink Appletinis during this. Yeah. And uh, I poured a beer and I texted you. I said, Brad, all right, I got my beer. I'm coming out there. And you're like, your beer? It's Appletini Plus. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. So I went in and I literally threw this together. But it's uh, just raspberry vodka, apple pucker, and a little uh, Sprite. And it's uh, pretty good. So Ooh, it's a, a little it's Sprite. A, yeah, it's kind of a fake Appletini because Appletinis don't really have Sprite in them. But I didn't have anything else, and I didn't want to go straight liquor, so I could actually talk to you tonight. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But it's like a raspberry apple uh, teeny. It's pretty good. What about you? You got the basic thing going over there? Yeah, uh, you know the basic, just the vodka pucker, a little bit of apple juice. The old, uh, the old Brad version, as I yep. call it, the Brad teeny. Well, why don't we give our uh, final thoughts on Coda, and then uh, how do you want to do the rating? By the way, guys, this is a work in progress. So this is a huge uh, work in progress. We're still trying to figure uh, yeah, out. I don't even know if I'm rec- if I hit record, um, but <laughs> I yeah, hope so. <laughs> but, but it's uh, it's a work in progress. So we'll figure it out. But we're trying to come up with something unique for our rate. What do you want to do? You want to rate it out of uh, Apple Teenies, or what do you want to do? I kind of feel it needs to be an apple teeny kind of kind of rating, but you you want to go out of like five, ten, a hundred? Yeah, why don't we do a hundred? Because that gives us a little flexibility on what right. we can score it. Now, with that being said, I have no fucking idea what my score is. <laughs> Let me figure that out because I had rated it before. But let's do, let's do out of a hundred. You want to do that? So how, so we'll do out of, out of a hundred. All right. So I think I, I would give this. I I really liked it. Of the best pictures that I saw, I only saw half of them. This was my favorite. 
this was my favorite film of what I saw. I was extremely happy that it won Best Picture when its name was called, like, I was the only one awake still watching the Oscars, and I, I even was thrilled and did the, the you know, the, the sign language applause like everybody else. And nice. I think I would I would give it a, a 90, 90 out of 100. Wow. Okay. All right. And, and the, I know it comes as a shock to some people who who know my other side of film, yeah, you know the Brad Fest side, the non-Oscar that, side for sure, that, that loves terrible movies. But mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, I, I like I like the good ones. Sometimes, <laughs> well, they're all good. But if you if you love them, they're good. <laughs> you know, I, I started recently working in a store that sells a lot of wine, and I tell customers, I'm like, if if it's if you like the wine, it's good. It doesn't matter if it's yeah. four dollars or whatever, you know. If you like it, there drink you it. go. So same thing can be said for movies for the most part. So, uh, yeah, you know, I agree with you for the most part. I mean, I, I really like this movie too. And what's really cool about this movie is I feel like it's get it gets better every time I watch it. Which, you know, this does have some comedy in it, but I mean, for the most part, it's a drama. It's a family yeah. drama, oh, yeah. and that's that's rare, man. I mean, usually family dramas they are what they are. Like you watch them, and like you said, I mean, you you might love them. But it's not like they're getting better every single time you see them. Like, you know, you just kind of love them, you know. But this one I do like more today than I did when I initially saw it. This film was very much like how, you know, the year Little Miss Sunshine came out. Where it was yeah, that, sure. that kind of like, it's kind of a feel-good family drama with kind of a little, you know, you take yeah. this little ride with them. No, yeah, I, I could see that comparison with Little Miss Sunshine. That's cool. And Troy Kitzer, you know, well-deserved Academy Award. I'm glad he won. But for me, the shining star is Amelia Jones. I mean, she just killed it, man. Um, an actress that I was not very familiar with, but she's on my radar now as one of the best young actresses out there. And, you know, just really did a phenomenal thing in this movie, especially being a newcomer, not a veteran, you know. And she was able to basically be involved in every major relationship in the movie. You know, every other character in the movie that we know is filtered through her somehow, you know, yeah. she's, a, she's a through line and that's, you know, you could pick like go down IMDB and grab and point to a movie and think like, who's the character in that? That's like centered in every story. And it's not like a ton of them, but in Koda, she is, you know, Ruby is the main character. So I really want to give a shout out to her performance as well. We already talked about the music, which I thought was really good. Uh, you know, my rating is not quite as high as yours. Um, but ironically, if I watch it a couple more times, it might be because it gets better for me every time. But right now, I'm going to uh, stick an 81 on it. 81 okay. out of 100. Right. That's um, still good. Yeah, that's good. That's a good good film. Would you say probably if we hit 60s, that's kind of like the passing grade, you would say? Yeah, anything 60 plus, I would probably say I'm recommending you to at okay. least check it out. Right? I think so. I enjoyed this, Brad. I feel like we should. What What are we doing? I feel like we should do this more often. <laughs> <laughs> we should. And since you don't know where to find us all, you know, I, I will let the good people know. Please do. And I'm going to write it down when you tell them so I can follow you. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Appletini Plus, and the plus is spelled out. Or you can email us, Appletini Plus at gmail.com. Hopefully, we'll get back soon and. Do another one of these fun Apple TV Plus shows. Hopefully, everybody loves this first one we did on Coda. We will, we will do more, Brad. I think we'll cover a TV show next. Um, I don't know if we'll pivot on Ted Lasso since oh, we got to talk to the movie journey over there <laughs> coming <laughs> in our territory. Follow us on our social. We'll, uh, mm-hmm. we'll throw it out there. Tell you what we'll we're let doing you know next. what we're doing. And um, you know, if you guys have an Apple TV show that you love or movie original and you could obviously pitch that to us as well because 
literally this is the first one we've covered so we could cover exactly. anything pretty much all right gerald all right bradley it was a blast we don't have it we don't have a sign off yet again it's a work in progress so uh i don't know keep sipping apple teenies and making sour pucker faces i don't know but we will talk to everybody again soon see you guys later thanks for listening Good night.